What is going on? Welcome to Real Men Talk. Today, we're going to be talking about investing eternally. Last week, we talked about this a little bit. We just touched on it. And uh, today, we're going to dive deep into having goals that, that are set eternally, um, looking at investing into the future of the kingdom of God, and uh, and in knowing that Satan is investing eternally. Let's get with it on Real Men Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. What's going on? What's going on? Here with Kyler Sal. What's going on, Kyler? Hey, guys. What's up? Super excited. Got the new studio in and and uh, this is our first time recording it. I hope it sounds good. And, and um, so today we're going to be talking about investing eternally. Like I said uh, at the opener, um, we talked about this a little bit uh, last week about how it's important for men to be uh, invested eternally. But I, I want to really dig deep into this topic of investing eternally um, and and knowing and being like-minded you know the uh first mm-hmm. corinthians second uh first corinthians 10 4 and 5 uh say talks about bringing every thought underneath the captivity of jesus christ you know having every thought that that knowing that that the influence that we have as men is going to have an outcome somewhere um it, it is there are there are consequences for every action and we need to be mindful of that in in everything that we do, um, you know. And I'm not I'm not trying to sound redundant. I know some of this, just a little bit of this, will be um, kind of a replay of last week. But but you know, every every action has an opposite and equal reaction. Um, oh. you, you know, Kyler, we talked about that last week. You know, you as a science teacher, you know, and um, and knowing and understanding that that is that is the same in the spiritual realm as it is in the physical realm. When you invest in something, when you plant a seed, whether that be a good seed or it be a bad seed, there is a there is an outcome on the other side that there it will be it will be watered it will be it will grow and and we we will see the the outcome. Now that could be a bad action or it could be a good action. It could be a good seed. It could be a bad seed. There is no neutral. You you know you're not going to walk into a room and just not not leave an impact. God has birthed us as men to have influence. And therefore, when, when we walk into a room, we will impact the people that are in there regardless, one way or the other. And we always want to be mindful that we want to leave a positive reinforcement, positive influence on the people around us. We want to plant good seeds. We want to, um, we, we want to plant those, those investing eternally in other people's lives. So, um, you know, what is, what does the Bible have to say about investing eternally? Uh, you, you know, I look at things like the, um, the parable of the talents. Okay. So if you're not familiar with it, it's Matthew 25. Um, it's actually in Matthew, Mark and Luke, but, um, in Matthew 25, starting in verse 14 and talks about, and I'm just going to, I'm not going to read the whole thing. We're going to give a summary real quick, um, of, 
you know, this this owner goes on a journey. He has these three guys, uh, these three servants. He gives them, you know, one guy five talents. He gives one guy two talents. He gives one guy one talent. And um, he leaves. You know, he's like, I want you guys to to, to invest these. He, uh, you know, I want you guys to take these. I want you guys to, uh, to, to run with this. And you see what happens when he comes back. And you, you know, the guy with five talents put it to work, and he he got he earned five more talents. And the guy with two talents put it to work, and he he got two more talents. And but the guy with one talent, he just dug a hole and put it in there. He didn't want to, you know, he was afraid of uh, uh, of shaming the the or losing the one talent that he had. And um, you see how how the master reacted to him. We are expected to invest. What God has given us, it is not just for us, it is not for um, our own gain, it is not for our own, um, you, you know, just just to hide in a box. It is for us to take forth and go with it, and uh, and that's in everything. I mean, it's the same thing when we were talking about, um, when you're going back to the equal and opposite reactions. I mean, it's, it's, it's basically that. I mean, they take, I love how science and the Bible really go hand in hand because you reap what you sow in when we're going through and we're investing internally, that doesn't just mean, um, what our actions, that means our relationships, that means our decisions, that means everything, whatever we're going to put our time into, whatever we're going to invest into is ultimately going to help us determine our eternity. And we don't look at it that way. We look at it in the moment. We talked about that last week. We talked about how, when we are, um, we, we live in the moment and that's how life has taught us to live. And we're, we're never looking forward. We're never looking forward, um, to how, how our eternity is going to be there. Cause we, we see God has this loving father and he is, he's a very loving father, but our, we never see the end goal. We never see, and this is where sometimes I feel like the church kind of fails us. Um, and we've allowed it is we want to preach love and love and love all the time, but we never preach about the consequences, the consequences of somebody's decision. We never preach about, um, how, how our decisions, how our judgments, how our, um, step-by-step our daily process is going to affect our eternity because that's our ultimate goal. But we never, we, we mention it. We, we tell people, you know, we, you need to get saved. You need to make sure that you are following, you know, what the Bible teaches and that kind of stuff. And we teach the Bible. But then once you are saved or we get um, people saved, we kind of just kind of step out of that. We kind of we stop reminding them that there is an eternity. And we, we have to make sure that as we are instructing, especially new believers, because they, we, 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 we get people saved and then all of a sudden we kind of stop feeding into them. We don't give them as much. Um, I don't want to say as much. I don't, how do I put this? We don't give them enough milk. We kind of just get them saved. We get them to that point and we don't follow up well. And so sometimes making those decisions that get us to eternity is hard. And that's why I also feel like we see a bunch of people who are, you know, moving away from the church um, because they realize, you know, we, we give them all the good and the fluff and the, the, the lovey-dovey phase of things, but we never actually get them through, you know, the hardworking parts of the phase because getting to eternity is not always easy. And so when we were talking about, especially in this podcast, when we're talking about investing in eternity, it's not an easy concept. It's not an easy path. It's not something that, and God knows that. And he, he tells us in the Bible, you know, this isn't for everybody. It is for everybody, but not everybody's going to choose it because it's not an easy life. I mean, you look at the apostles, you look at all the right. disciples, you look at the life that they had to, to, uh, live and it's not, 
it's not an easy road for everybody to travel. And so especially, you know, I love how we talk about we reap what we sow because we do. And if we are going to reap the easy things of life, then we're going to get the easy things of life. But we have to be willing to invest um, eternally. And um, every time I looked up this topic, it was talking about like finances. And, you know, it takes time. It takes time for your finances to grow. When you're when you are investing in retirement, you're investing in your future. Like it takes time for those things to get to a point where they actually start accumulating wealth. And, you know, we want those instant mashed potatoes. I was talking to somebody about that the other day. We always want the instant mashed potatoes, but the real good stuff is when you hand make it and you add in everything else from the bottom to the top. And so, um, but when we look at that, we, we, we stop when it gets hard and we have to realize that, you know, sometimes the hard parts and the hard concepts are the best parts of life or the best, the best outcomes. Yes. You know, and, and we need to understand that when it comes to investing eternally, that Satan is investing eternally. Um, you know, you look at you look at the garden. You know, it's a prime example. Uh, you know, here he is. He he deceives Adam and Eve, and he dis, he, he brings forth sin in the entire human race. Um, and you see, you see it in our in our children. Um, today you see, you know, you were talking about all these people leaving the faith and they are in droves. It is, it is heart wrenching. And, um, you know, Satan is investing eternally, um, which makes all that more important for us to be conscientious, conscientious about investing eternally for the kingdom of God. You know, that, that we need, we need to have that, that thought process, that, that, that mindset of, Hey, I need to, I need to invest. Um, you, you know, this has every decision that I, I have has eternal consequences. It has eternal purpose. And it's not just, you, you know, and, and down to everything, buying a house, uh, buying a car mm-hmm. where your kids go to school, you, you know, the, you know, everything, everything has got eternal consequences. Um, you know, but we need to understand that you know this is this is something I'm an I'm an advocate for um, is understanding the plan of the enemy and and knowing that he is investing eternally. And what does that look like? What is the, what does Satan investing eternally look like? Look at our children right now; they are mutilating our children. So I found this article. Um, from the free press, which is, this is, this is St. Louis. This is, this is close to home right here. So they have trans, transgender clinics for children to go to. There is one in St. Louis, Missouri. And this woman, um, let's see, Jamie Reed. So the article reads this. It says, I thought I was saving trans kids. Now I'm blowing the whistle. So this woman who is queer, um, works for, and, and it's a, it's a really lengthy, um, uh, well, I don't want to say really lengthy, but, but it's, it's pretty lengthy. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just going to read just a little bit of this. It says, I'm a 42 year old St. Louis native queer woman and politically to the left of Bernie Sanders. My worldview. Now I, I want, I want to, I want, I want to, you, 
she used the world the, the word worldview the and you know how I, you know how I feel about worldviews you know they are vitally important and we're getting ready to see this woman she she brings this to light it says my worldview has deeply shaped my career I have spent my professional life providing counseling to vulnerable po- uh, populations children in foster care sexual minorities and and the poor for almost four years, I worked at Washington University of the Medical Division of Infectious Diseases with teens and young adults who were HIV positive. Many of them were trans and other, otherwise gender nonconforming. And I could relate. Through childhood and adolescence, I did a lot of gender questioning myself. I'm now married to a trans, a trans man, which is a woman who decided she was going to be a man and together we are raising two biological children from a previous marriage and three foster children we hope to adopt so so we see this so i i read this part of this because i want you to understand that as a listener this is not just some you know this is not from the church this is not from this woman is blowing the whistle on what they're doing in this place. And when we talk about investing eternally, we talk about Satan investing eternally. This is, this is the kind of stuff we are. They, they are mutilating children. She goes on to say, and I want you to read, I want you to read this, uh, this post. Like I said, it's, it's at, uh, the, the free press, the, the title, the article is, I thought I was saving trans kids. Now I'm blowing the whistle. Please look this up, read it for yourself. But that what they're doing is appalling to these kids. They are they're coming in, and she talks about how the her, the doctors that are that were there um, would would tell her that you, you know she'd be like, hey, you, you know, some of this they had autism, and some of them, you know, all this stuff. She's like, hey, you know, maybe maybe this isn't such a good idea. And they're like, hey, just the doctors who basically were the the um, the sole authority. They were like, hey. This is what we're doing. We're we're going for it, and uh, they would begin to um, give these kids these gender neutralizing uh, hormones that have permanent effect on these kids. And um, and she, you know, one thing led to another. Now she's like, I I can't do this. This is this is not right. And again, we're talking about a queer woman who is married to a trans man, which is a woman who transitioned into a man. And, you know, even even she can see that this is not right. This is not right. This is Satan investing eternally. You look at the suicide rate of children. You look at the 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 dysphoria that this gender dysphoria. You look at this stuff and it is mind boggling. What is happening to these children? And Satan is going full force after our kids. And why does he go after our kids? Because he has he is investing in the future of evil. He did it. He did it for our generation. You see, what is happening now is a result of what happened in the '60s and what happened in you know the sexual revolution and all that stuff. And you see how it has played out. Satan is investing eternally. And we, 
as believers, we have got to understand that if he is investing eternally, and he is, and he is reaping consequences of his actions, we too have to understand that we have got to understand that we have got to invest eternally. We have to. We don't have any other option. We don't. We don't have any other. You know, it, we are out of time. It is. It is a must. We have got to get a, a, a grasp on on our, our, our on our children, on our families, on our communities, on our churches. You know, God has called us to be leaders, and we need to take a hold of that. And I know. I know. I'm getting excited. I know that I am. I know that I'm getting into it. But I am passionate about this. You know, I have six children myself. He is after my children. And, and I refuse to stand to the side and allow it to happen. I refuse. So what does it look like to invest eternally? That's a good question. We're going to begin to talk about it right after this break. This portion of The Real Men Talk is brought to you by RL Persons Construction. For over 29 years, they have been a regional leader completing projects that include private, municipal, state, and federal agencies of all types. From mass grading, utilities, concrete of all types, to buildings both conventional and pre-engineered steel. You can expect excellence in all aspects of their finished work. Contact them today at 573-686-1323 and let them know you appreciate them bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion. Hello, this is Heaven. Help! My wife will be home any minute! All lines are currently busy. Oh, I'm in trouble. Please remain on the line. Your prayer is extremely important to us and will be answered in the order it was received. Oh, this is not good. To expedite your prayer, Please choose from the following. Okay. For financial matters, press 1 now. Wife. Wife. For family matters, press 2. Okay. For in-law problems, press 1 now. No, wife, wife, come on. I need a miracle. For problems regarding your spouse. Hello, dear, I'm home. If you've had an argument with your spouse, press 1 now. No, I'm trying to avoid one. Guess what today is? Hurry, 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 hurry! If you forgot your anniversary... Yes, that's it! That's it! A prayer can be as short as, Lord, help me. Isn't it nice to know that God doesn't have an answering service and that He is always there? Another message from Lifeline Productions, the comic strip of radio at lifelinepro.com. This portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by The Jewelers Bench. They are a full-service jewelry store offering many styles of gold, silver, diamonds, and gemstones. And all jewelry repair is done in-house so you can get your treasured pieces back as soon as possible. They are also a licensed citizen watch dealer. Make sure to visit them today at 1353 Northwestwood or call 573-686-1522. Call or stop in and thank them for bringing you Real Men Talk. 
If you have a question about this week's show, please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We would love to hear from you. And now back to the show with Anthony and Kyler. All right, guys, we're back and we're talking about investing in eternity and kind of what that looks like. And, you know, it's it's hard nowadays. It's hard, especially in the day and age that we live in. And it's probably been hard, you know, past decades, too. But I feel like in our in our um, day and age now that we're living in, Satan is attacking even more and we're allowing him to have so many more platforms. And we talked before break even about the transgender clinic and how that's feeding into everything. I mean, as a school teacher. I see it every single day. It's feeding into um, the music that we listen to. It's feeding into what we allow in our kids, in our minds. And I think we're becoming lax to that. We're becoming lax to everything. And we're just accepting what society has to offer because we assume that's the best. And and when we're changing our eternity mind to take our fleshly best, taking the earthly best, we are, we're not investing. It's almost as if you were to take a small amount of money. Okay. You just want to give it a little bit of, a little bit of, investment. So let's say you took $15 a month, put it in there. You're giving just a little bit and you expect it to grow into monumental amounts that you're going to be able to retire on. It's not going to happen. If you put the bare minimum into something, you're not going to get out what you need to get out of it. And that's what we're doing. We are taking the bare minimum that we can do. We're taking the bare minimum that we can um, allow. And we are trying to make that into something that's going to get us into heaven and it's not going to get us there. That's right. And that might be rough for some people to understand, but it's not. I mean, that's, I mean, listen, I'm not talking about everybody here. I'm talking to myself too. I mean, sometimes it's just easier to um, just accept what the world has to offer and to move on. I mean, circumstances get hard, situations get hard, and sometimes we just want to um, settle into our circumstances and that's not it. God's offered this big kingdom of heaven for us and we have to work for it. Anything that's good that we're going to be able to get is not going to be easy. If it is, then everybody would get there. Everybody would be there. And we, we, we struggle to see that. We struggle to realize that God has created this eternity for us. That's picture perfect. It's everything that we've ever wanted in life. But we, we want it handed to us. We don't want to have to work for it. I mean, and he did. I mean, he came. He died on the cross for us. He, he made it to where, I mean, it's, it's a simple process. All he asks you to do is follow him. And as as easy as it sounds, sometimes it's hard. That's right. You know, and to where faith, our faith is not works-based, but James said, show me your faith and I'll show you my faith by works. And, mm-hmm. you know, to where works doesn't save us. But it, it if you don't have some kind of gratitude about what Jesus did for you, if it doesn't compel you to want to do something for the kingdom of God, I really question whether there was really a transition there to begin with. Um, and I know that's kind of harsh to say, but that's that's truth, you know. And you know, we were talking about you know invest Satan investing eternally and stuff. Um, there's another parable that Jesus told in Matthew chapter 13 called the tares and the wheats. And and again, I'll, I'll let you you guys read it. You know, verses uh, Matthew chapter 13 verses 24 through 30. But uh, basically, this man he 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 sows wheat, and while he's asleep. The the, a, the enemy comes in and he sows tares. And then when everything's grown up, you know, and, the, and they're they're cutting everything down, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa did, did you, you know, the, they come to him and they're like, hey, did you sow tares? And he's like, no, the enemy did this. And um, 
you know, and that's a perfect picture of what's happening today. Um, it, you know, Satan is, it, we, the church has slept for far too long and has allowed the enemy to, um, to sow into the, into the kingdom of darkness, you know, in that, and you see this falling away, you know, here we are, we're supposed to have the harvest. You have these people who are inside the church and they're leaving by droves. Um, you know, so what does it look like for us as men to invest internally? What does it, what does that look like? Um, well, first and foremost, it's your household. It's your children. It's your wife. That is your number one ministry at any given time. That is your your first and foremost ministry. And and it, when when you when God gifts you children, it, because that's what they are, they are a gift of God. When God yes. gifts you children, they are your investment in the future. It is. It should not be taken lightheartedly. It should not be taken. You know, um, I, I see so many people who, who when it comes to raising children, that you know they. I don't. I don't even know if I should get off on this tangent, but raising raising children is a very serious uh, opportunity that we should look at as 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 such. It is an opportunity to 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 sow into the kingdom of God. And pouring into our children, teaching them, you know, not only, uh, of course, we love our children uh, and, you know, and all that stuff, but but teaching them to be godly men and women when they grow older, you know, teaching them about ministry, teaching them about, you know, why Jesus loves them, why we can trust the fact that Jesus created everything, why the Bible is true, not not this, this just follow me blindly because I don't want to have to answer difficult questions, right? you know. Invest in them. Take time to 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 spend in them, and not and, and not. I'm not talking about taking them to ball games. I'm not talking about you. You know, showing you. You know, putting them in every sport there is, so they miss every church service and every you know every Wednesday. You know, and youth group. Right. That that crap ticks me off. And again, you know, I've said this before. I'm not against sports. Sports are good. They teach a kid discipline. They teach a kid a kid work ethic. That they, they've got a lot of good traits. But they should not come first. They should not. Right. And when you're a parent, they cannot come first. If if you are if you are teaching your kid that baseball or football or basketball is more important than church, what kind of investment are you putting into their souls? Well, you're showing them what you hold valuable, and then as they grow up, they become pretty much what you taught them. Their values are going to be your values. And sometimes that's not the case, but a lot of the times it is. As soon as you help them to grow up, they are going to do exactly what you did. They are going to be as many, as many times as I said, I'd never be like my parents. I'm like my parents. I mean, I bet every single person who's listening to this podcast can either say, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to be just like my mom or I'm not going to be just like my dad. I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to do things this way. And then you still see those traits that come out. And that's, that's the effect is whatever you are showing them is important is going, is going to be what they grew up to see as important. If you show them that it's okay to miss church on Sunday, it's okay, you know, every now and then to stay at home on Wednesday nights, then what's going to happen? 
they're going to miss every other Sunday morning. They're going to sleep in. They're not going to come on Sunday nights because it's not that important. They're going to say, you know what, Wednesday nights, we're just tired. We're going to sit at home. We're not going to do this. And that's the values that they're going to see. And you look back at Jesus's ministry. I mean, he valued children. I mean, his disciples were like, we need to get these children away from you because so you can talk to people. He's like, no, 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 no. Stop. The, the, these are important. This is where it all starts. And he saw the value of the children and he of children. And he stopped his ministry right then and there just to talk to them. Yes. And that's been time. what we have yes. to do. Absolutely. Exactly. And as parents, we got to show that. Have to. You know, some, something happened. And I'm not, I'm, I don't like to pat myself on the back. That, and this is not what that is, what this is. Um, but my oldest son, actually my oldest two boys are, you know, one's a senior, one's a junior. They're both looking at colleges. And uh, they're, they're, they have picked out a college um, at James River in Springfield, Missouri. It's a church. They have a leadership academy. And um, because both of them want to go into ministry. And um, my oldest had to write an essay. You know, you know, how did you, how did you get started in ministry? And, and he put, because his dad was in ministry. And again, I'm not, I was a children's pastor for nine years. So all growing up, all he knew, you know, for the first, I don't know, 19 years of his life um, was dad being in, in the church, being involved in the church, you know, and I'm not talking about full-time pastor and I'm talking about, you know, working a full-time job and going in, you know, it, you know, doing in the youth and different things like that. And it's not about having a paid position at the church. It's about being involved. And when the kids see how important church and God is to you, that is that is investing into their lives more than anything else. You know, when you, when you look into when you look into uh, uh, it, you know your church, you know we are called to be leaders of our homes, of our communities, and of our churches. Um, you know, it's it's the theme for this this uh, this podcast. You know, is to equip men to be leaders of their their homes, communities, and churches. Um, when you're in your church, be involved. Take a leadership role. That does not mean it has to be a speaking role. It does not have to mean that you have to uh, be on the stage. It doesn't mean it means take a role in something. Be a part. Take take ownership of something inside that church. Show your children and the people around you what is important to you. And your influence, God will use that influence to to pour in, in into the other people to plant those seeds, especially, mm-hmm. especially your children. And the the simplest and easiest thing that we can teach our children is simple obedience. Just listening yes. to God. You don't have to be a children's pastor. You don't have to be a worship leader. You you can simply just show up to Sunday because that's what God teaches. God doesn't need fancy things. He doesn't need you know large fancy like outbursts of worship from you. He doesn't need big, fancy, long prayers. He doesn't need anything. He just needs you. Mm-hmm. He just needs men who are going to strive for the best that they can be in their communities in their churches in their homes and everything. Um, and that's, that's something that's even, that's probably the hardest concept mm-hmm. is just to follow God's simple obedience. If he tells you just to go pray for somebody, go pray for somebody. If he tells you, you know, give a little extra money, give a little extra money. If he tells you, Hey, you know what? I'm just happy that you're here. And just accepting that he just loves you sitting in that seat on Sunday for a little bit. That's fine. 
He doesn't need all the fancy stuff. He just wants you to show up, love on him, and just listen to what he's got. And that's that's hard. But if we do that, that's what our kids are going to do. And then that's how we create, you know, these wonderful um, movements of God and allowing him to work in our lives just by listening to him. And that's what we have to do, especially as men. And that's, I mean, that's a hard concept for me sometimes because I want full control. I want to be able to go in and yes. do what I want to do all the time. All I mean, time. that's just, if, if, if. If I know that it's in my hands, I know what's being done and it's being done correctly. That's why delegating tasks is, it's a new lesson I'm learning. It's tough. If, it is. Because if I know I did it, I know I did it right and how I wanted it done. That's right. But that's not how God works. God just wants you to simply obey him and just release everything to him and put it in his hands because he's got it. And we just, we have to learn that simple obedience. Yep. Uh, and not only, not only do we have a control issue, I, I'm, I'm the same way. If you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. And uh, yeah. I, I also am learning that lesson the hard way. Um, and, and it's taken me a really long time. But anyways, um, another thing is we, we like to treat our, you know, our relationship with God like our wives. Um, you know, I'll, we'll tell our wives, I would do anything for you. And what that means is I would die for you. I would I would beat somebody up for you, but don't ask me to do the dishes. Right. You, don't ask for that tenth back scratch today because I'm not giving it to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Don't I, I don't you know, don't ask for me to to share my emotions. Don't ask for me, you know, you know, you want me to, to wield yes. a gun and, and go out and make sure, you know, when something's scary, I'll go out in the yard. I don't I don't care. I'll 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 take on whatever. But don't you know? Don't ask me for the little things. I don't. I don't want to. You know. I don't want to do the dishes. I don't want to. You know. I, I don't want to have to change that diaper. I don't want you know. Just just give me the hard things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it is so many times. You know. You were talking about obedience. When it comes to investing eternally, we have to understand that that in order for God to trust us with, with the hard things, we have to be accountable to the small things first. And. Right. And so many times we just we want to just jump into it, and it doesn't work that way. It it doesn't. You know, another thing is 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 taking a leadership role in your community. Um, this year this year I'm running for school board, and somebody asked me. They're like, "Why why why you're you're going to hate it? You know, this is this is what I'm already hearing. You're going to hate it. You're not you're not going to um, you're not going to like it. You know, you're going to be overwhelmed." You know, all this stuff. And I'm like, look, if you want change, you need to be the change. Be a man. Be the change. Right. You know, in, in somewhere. And when it comes to investing internally, internally, there's nothing more that you can invest in that's more important than the children. And right. God bless children's pastors. God bless teachers. You know, all these people. And, and, and you know, I can't, I can't be a teacher. I, that's that's not my that's not my my role. That that's not what God has called me to be. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do what you do, Kyler. You know, I couldn't do what my wife does. But I can yeah. I can I can sit on a school board, and I can put in my two cents there. You know, and you know, and somehow us as men, we have got to put in. People people complain all the time. Well, I don't want to vote because there's no good people to vote for. Then run. Then, then do something. You, you know what I mean? We we have we have all these men that have sit inside the church for so long and have done nothing. If you don't like what is going on in the government, then do something about it. Get out and run. Invest in somebody. You, you know maybe maybe you can't run. Fund somebody who can. You know 
something, do something other than sit back and complain because we've done that for far too long and it's not got us anywhere. You know, we have to understand that invest in and it's not always about money. It's not always about, you know, all that stuff. It is about just simple. Well, like you said, Kyler, obedience, just, right. you, you know, let God, God will tell you what to do. He will call you to do something. And when he does, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like, you just do it. Exactly. Hosea uh, thirteen six says, being satisfied, their heart became proud, therefore they forgot me. And sometimes we, we just become so satisfied with where we're at. We become so complacent. I think that's a better word, complacent with where we're at in life that, you know, it's okay. These are my circumstances. I've accepted it, that we forget that God can do more, you know, and that verse says, therefore they forgot me. That doesn't mean that you forgot God altogether. That just sometimes means you forgot what God can do. Right. And God can do a lot. God can move mountains. He can heal. He can do the, he, he makes the impossible possible. I mean, anything in your life that you need, God can do, and he will do. You just can't forget him. You can't forget that God is there for the betterment of his people, that he is there for every single person, no matter what, because he can be. He is there every, no matter who, doesn't matter how many people are on this earth. He is there for you, for you as an individual person. And we can't forget that because, I mean, that, just listening to that verse again, it says being satisfied, sorry, being satisfied, their heart became proud. Therefore, they forgot me. I never I never want to become too proud, Mm-mm. too complacent, too, you know, insert whatever word you feel there, that I forget that God is there, mm. that God can do, and he will go above and beyond. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that verse, that, that, that hurts, you know. It does. And, you know, another thing is, is we need to hold each other accountable as brothers, mm-hmm. as brothers in arms, you know, you know, and I'm not, and I'm not talking about necessarily in a military figure, but but in in a spiritual realm, you know, it, we are in a spiritual battle, um, and so many times we we want to sit back and we want to, you know, well, you, you know, it's not really my place, it's not really my place to say anything, you know. Da da. Proverbs twenty seven six says, "Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful." And what that means is, is when you, Kyler, if you come to me and you call me out and it hurts my feelings, at least you're faithful, you know, and, and knowing and when it, the reason why it hurts my feelings is because I know that I'm in the wrong, you know, but to be a true friend is to come, to come and tell me that or tell your brother that or tell somebody exactly. that, you know, hey, you're not doing right. If you continue down the path that you are going, you are going to bring destruction upon you and your family. You've got to turn away. And we, we, we have to do this. We have to. Um, you know, but we're coming to an end. And, um, you know, if you guys have got any questions, you know, you've got any questions about investing eternally, you know, you, maybe you want to get involved in the church. Maybe you want to, you know, whatever it is, um, shoot us an email, realmenatpalestopraise.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Real Men Talk, Real Men Ministries. And, uh, you know, we, we love you. We are here for you. This entire podcast is to equip men for ministry and purpose, to equip men to be leaders of their homes, communities, and churches. And you have to understand that you are the leader of your home. You are. And God is going to use you, and you have to be in a place to be so. 
and that he loves you and he is for you and not against you. And, you know, share this. Let people know, you know, that there's there's something out there that, that they can listen to. And, uh, and as always, I want to end in a prayer. Holy Spirit, teach us to be leaders of our homes, of our communities, and of our churches. And teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen@palaceofpraise.com, or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service. Real Men Talk has been brought to you this week by RLP Construction in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For commercial contracting of all types, see RLP Construction today. And by the Jewelers Bench in Poplar Bluff. They are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs. They also do in-house repair and are your citizen watch dealer. Make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.